0: Hey, it's Coley, and you're listening to Still With You. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning, and I am the host of this podcast, I am so excited that you are here. Whether you've been here a while or you're just joining me, thank you so much. So you know, the music in the background is from my amazing friend Christy Masing. This is her single Soaring. And if you want to connect with her and hear more from her, you can follow her on Instagram. That's at Christy Masing, or you can go to her website, ChristyMasing.com. So today on the show, I am speaking with one of my dearest friends. Her name is Jody Bear. When my husband and I started attending Liberty Church at their downtown campus, there was this amazing worship leader who was leading week to week, and I was just like, I have to know her. I want to know what her story is. She's doing such a good job leading. There's just got to be more there, and I was right. There was, (laughs) and Jodi and I became friends. Through this, I've been able to hear her heart, and I wanted to have her on the podcast because she is a friend of mine who is very real. And very honest and very open to sharing topics that are sometimes not always easy to talk about, including grief and pain and the beauty of life and what that's like after experiencing seasons of trial. I can say, honestly, I teared up quite a bit while doing this interview with her, so maybe bring a few tissues, but also have your heart open for some peace because even though... These subjects are sometimes heavy. She definitely carries them with such peace. I think Jodi is incredible and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. This is my friend Jodi Bear. Enjoy the episode. Do you remember what I first said to you when we met? I called you the Carrie Job of our oh, church. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like you are the Carrie Job of Liberty Downtown. Your hair is so similar to hers, and you are seriously so good at leading worship. I just knew that I had to speak with you. Tell everyone like where you're originally from or just a little bit before we dive in. I was originally born in
1: Wisconsin, and I lived there till about five. Still remember building snow forts and everything up there. And then we moved here. I pretty much grew up here all the way through college. I moved away for a little bit to South Carolina for about 10 years. And then I've only been back in Pensacola for about two.
0: I forgot you lived in South Mm -hmm. Carolina.
1: Yeah. It was just one of those opportunities that that phase of my life that God just opened the door for a job and I went. I have never been a homebody. It was just kind of one of those things where I went and did it. And that was a season of life that I could not have asked for a better time of growing. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor when I was younger. It wasn't a bubble necessarily, but I remember always being in church, as they always say, you know, when the doors were open, we were there and a part of it, which I loved and I'm so thankful for. But I knew that I needed to step out and take that growth of, okay, God, why do I believe what I believe? Why will I make these choices and things like that? And that, I believe, was just the season of life that he had really called me to, which is... The answer, in all actuality, of why I went. Um, Now I'm back here.
0: That's so cool, though. I love that you were so intentional about that time of growing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a brave step, just to be like that long, just to going and being away from all the things that you know. Did you do any theater or any performing while you were there? Because what I, (laughs) I mean, I know you for many things, but one of the things I feel like a lot of people know you for is you are such. A performer, like you do theater, you do singing, you just, the arts are like overflowing from you. So where did that come from? If you've ever seen The Sound of Music,
1: people used to joke that we were the Von Trapp family. Everybody in my family is musically inclined. How many siblings do you have? So I have an older brother and sister, and then my dad and mom all did music in some way or played an instrument.
0: Oh, that's Um, so fun.
1: We used to sing together and growing up, but also when I was little, I would when I had to do chores, like, I would make up songs when I was cleaning.
0: So you're house. like Cinderella.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom regretted the day that she bought me the Annie soundtrack because I would always turn up Hard Knock
0: Life. Were you an <laughs> Annie girl too? I wanted to be yes. Annie, and then as I got older, I wanted to be Carol Burnett. I guess and that does. was the
1: ginger in me because when I was. Born, I was a definite, uh, ginger. And so I guess I could relate to her, but I would always just either make up songs or be involved in some way. And so second grade up, I was in lessons for piano. I was in choir. I did theater productions, competitions. All of that just kind of growing up. And then I tried to kind of broaden that and I was in band for a little bit. What'd you play in band? I was percussion. Cause
0: I, oh my goodness, <laughs> mad <laughs> respect. I couldn't do it. I was brass. I played <laughs> trumpet. So y'all were always in my ears. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I
1: continued that for at least two years in college. There they asked us to pick up another instrument and to learn a foreign language for singing, which I had done some of that in high school but stretched myself with that. And then I just realized God redirected me to where my desire and passion was to be able to offer lessons and opportunities for kids, adults, whoever that either couldn't afford it, didn't have an outlet to be able to use it or anything like that. So I was like I don't need to kind of keep going necessarily because mm-hmm. I was at a level that I could still do what I wanted to do. As all those wonderful things are in theater, you have to have something to support your passion. Yeah. <laughs> so I needed to have a job that would be able to allow me to do that. I switched to a medical office. My first job was in a pediatric intensive care. I did that for a little while. Definitely taught me a lot about just life and death right in front of me, which was very eye-opening, you know, again at that age, just right out of college. And then got open the doors for teaching more so when I moved. I did some teaching out of studios. And you're talking voice lessons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did teach some piano while I was up there as well, which was fun. I had a lot of little kiddos. had a student that made it to a couple rounds
0: of the voice. So that was kind of just. No, wait. Are you kidding? Wait, you've never told me this. Did you just save this like just so you could wow me? Oh Um, my gosh. Really? Yeah. So
1: she didn't continue on, but ultimately she ended up. Winning a Filipino
0: Idol version that they had over there. Um, That's home. amazing. I swear I'm not like <laughs> reacting. No, I'm serious. No. Like I did not know that. That's amazing. That's mm- a sign of a good teacher, to Jody. See Seriously. Them.
1: I love seeing the other side of things, I guess, is why I just don't say as much about it. Because I just love seeing them take everything that they've learned and utilize that and then reach their goals. I've seen that and that to me is exciting. But I've also seen... Some of my kids that have just been so desperate to learn something and watch them just work so hard and where they come to, to me, almost pushes me harder and is a success story. They've just tried so hard to do all of those things and that is exciting to me. I had a little girl, she would hide around the corner but use a microphone so I could still hear her. Because she was really struggling with stage presence in general. And then slowly but surely, she just finally made it into the room with me, you know, over time. And it was just
0: incredible to see her overcome that. I think that's so cool that you let her learn that way. Mm -hmm. That you could have been really bossy and been like, (laughs) get in here. And you let her come to it on
1: her own. Pretty much anyone on the worship team can tell you this. I have this strong dislike of the click, which is basically like a metronome keeping time. Mm -hmm. I had a teacher that used to hit the bench where I was sitting on for piano, and that's forever just etched in my mind. So I tried to do the opposite because I could have done that, and then I feel like that would have maybe ultimately ruined it for her to kind of push her into that, and some of them just need time. I feel like that's every aspect of life. I've watched that over the years kind of just graduate into all of that and then coming back here. um, I've gotten more plugged in with theater back here. I have an opportunity to kind of be a part of a Shakespeare board, if you will, with a friend of mine and it's been kind of neat to just get involved in the community, honestly, to pull some people that love theater but um, haven't been able to either do big shows or they have a skill that we can hone in on and like use for different performances. Through that, it's opened the doors for me to kind of jump into some other companies to like perform with them as well. It's been fun to kind of get back into that aspect of it. I've actually gotten to teach some of them as well with voice because sometimes people have a hard time transitioning if they ever want to do musical theater. Um, So that's been kind of neat as well. It's been a hug from God, honestly, because I really struggled when I moved back here. I did that whole wrestling with God because I was like, why after 10 years? I know I'm coming to help with my family. There were some surgeries and things like that. It was a lot of just back-to-back experiences that happened that I was just like, this isn't you showing yourself to me. This is not me being confirmed I made the right decision kind of a thing and so did you feel like you're being disobedient almost no i knew i was following him i think it was a combination of my stubbornness still even though i knew yeah. i was supposed to mixed with i'll just be here for a short time so i'll just I'll go off and be done and he had different plans and it was also just another time of growing growing a lot of times for most especially me is a painful time I, I don't try to, like, sugarcoat that. We talk about in healthcare, you know, kids have gross spurts. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's painful for them, you know, as they get taller or things like that. Just circling back around to present, I've just done exactly what, you know, even this past week at church, she was talking about letting go. We hold on so much and we're only hurting ourselves. And I had to say, okay, if this is where I'm supposed to be, then I need to be instead of trying to be everywhere else instead of where he's called me.
0: I know coming up, I'm getting ready to go through a transition on, like, where we live next. I feel like I'll wrestle with God a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. I want to have that. I'm going to let go and be open.
1: There's always that story they talk about where Jacob wrestled with yeah. God. And- this is so crazy, but Chris
0: <laughs> and I were talking about that this morning. I'm we, not even kidding. It was. It's That's so cool that you brought it up.
1: We still do that, and it's okay. I know some of us have heard things where you shouldn't question God. You shouldn't know God, God wants to engage with us and we are humans and we, he did give us free will. So we're going to have pushback, if you will, to be like, Oh yeah. He got sure? a limp. He,
0: he got a limp from like, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Do we have
1: to, okay, we're going to, but what about this? What about this? And he's already like, I've already gone before you. I've already taken care of it all, but I need you maybe not right now, but in time to trust That that picture is already complete before you're even going where you're going. He already knows. He's already been there. He's already paved the way. But he also knows that sometimes, I know in my case, you may not be this way, but I'm very stubborn. I'm a very proactive. I need to get things done. Like, I want to have a plan. And sometimes he's just like, I just need you to trust me. I just need you to hand it over walk with me. I will carry you if I have to carry you. (laughs) I just need you to be a part of this growth. I like to try to view things as (laughs) adventures, even though they're not all pretty. Sometimes those are the best growing moments though, even though it's wrestling. uh, we, We view it as not a pretty picture, but it ultimately is because what comes from it is so amazing. And you look back and you go, would have happened if I would have let go of this sooner. <laughs> because he's just standing there the whole time going, I'm I'm right here. It's going to be okay. And it's as simple as that. We just have to be willing to take hold of what he's promised us. So,
0: One of the things that you and I've talked about and I love that you do is you're very open with your people about what you go through, which is such a contrast between like you being on stage, which is so scripted, but you are such an advocate for being transparent, being vulnerable even when it's hard. Why is this important to you and also like how do you think that you're talking about engaging mm-hmm. with God? How do you think that is important being a follower of Jesus?
1: The biggest command he gave us was to love others, to show his love through our lives and sometimes we try to make it a regiment of if I do these things, if I a part of this from he's like no i need you to walk out your salvation that i've given you to be present to others to serve them to love them to be the hands and feet growing up i always i don't know where it started but i always it could have been you know the way my family was we always had an open door like people have always been in and out to be able to stay. We've always opened our, yeah, you open, open literally, not, <laughs> not just your heart open yeah, door, but no. like you had your. Yes, we always had. Yeah, people knew they could always stay, and I continued that even when I had my own place. That I was always a place for people mm-hmm. to come to. But in the grand scheme of things, I just always loved to be able to help other people, whatever it was, and that was just, I guess something that God knew that would be important to me. When I was younger, I was 12 and I was really, really sick and I was taken out of school. And I remember people having to kind of be that for me and just watching how my brother and sister and um, my parents and my youth group coming around and just kind of being that for me because I couldn't. So I know that kind of played a role in it. And afterwards, just God renewing that fire in my heart because during that time, I wasn't supposed to make it. I wasn't supposed to live. Doctors didn't have answers and all of that kind of stuff. And you were 12, did you Mm -hmm. say? Yeah. I guess you could say in a sense I had accepted that, you know, if that was it, that was it. I was given a gift because God had a bigger plan than I could have seen at that age. Like, what did I know then? (laughs) I was just thankful that I was still there. I was thankful that there was something more. My overflowing thing has always been the phrase, I love the song, but the the phrase, it is well. I learned as I got older and I would grow ultimately what that meant, honestly, because it's okay to claim that promise even when it's not because you are proclaiming that above all else maybe not in this moment, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next month, but it is. It's going to be because he's promised that. He's promised a victory in everything that he's done all that for us. And so many times we put him in a box. There's moments where I could never say that I did it in my own strength because especially at that age, I couldn't do anything. My dad had to carry me. I couldn't do a lot of that kind of stuff. I just remember kind of just as everything was slowly just withdrawing and that kind of thing and shutting down. Just having a peace that stayed with me in many ways for the rest of my life. And ultimately, God was preparing me for the next year. Because that next year, I would lose my dad. I used to be so angry at God. Like, I just... I mean, as a (laughs) 13-year-old, you're full of a lot of emotions. But I just couldn't wrap my head around why I would spend that last year barely able to do anything With my dad, I think that's the only, the second time in my whole life I ever saw him cry. Because he felt helpless that he couldn't do anything. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized he was preparing me, not only for the rest of my life, and my value of life and appreciation, but also preparing me for losing him. It's crazy to say now because I couldn't, and I probably didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Real honest truth, I probably didn't want to. Accept it or understand it because it's easy to always try to find a scapegoat to (laughs) you're like, so this is, you know, this is God's problem that he did this to me, you know, and then I was able to redirect it later to where I was like, no, he was actually the whole time ordering my steps and preparing me because I don't know, maybe I couldn't have truly handled it if I hadn't gone through that before. All that to say, we were saying goodbye in the emergency room and he had already passed and it was not me. But for some reason, God threw me. I just started singing it as well. I don't know why, because I didn't believe it. Like I said, that song's always been important to me, but I was leading it in worship. Just recently? It was many years ago, but it just kind of brought everything full circle because Others needed to also know that whatever they're going through, good or bad, when you claim that promise, when you give him what he has asked you for in those moments, it's so much sweeter than dragging yourself down because I feel like sometimes we hurt ourselves more and He's hurting with us. That's the other thing. It's like, he's not sitting up there going, oh, well, I think so-and-so should go through this right now. Like, no, he he's there hurting with us. Did you
0: feel that when you were that age too, that God's
1: hurting with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew there was just something different because, again, like I said, he had given me that piece of acceptance of life or not. In all actuality, he was giving me that to accept in a different capacity. I just didn't know it yet. And that's why I always say he's already been there way before we have. It's been crazy to me um, how many people along the way God's placed in my life that have lost a parent being able to kind of speak into their lives because of the promises that he gave me and the healing. I do believe that we will grieve always. There will always be different phases of it. Not the steps or stages, but like the different phases of it. He still hears our heart. He still knows. It says he's the father to the fatherless. That's in so many ways. I got to speak in a school recently, and that's right.
0: We got to add speaker to your <laughs> list. On, like, of course. How did I forget that? I yeah,
1: was able to go and speak at a school. Those kiddos have a lot of parents that are either just absent or incarcerated or things like that. And God still just, he wants us to love on them to give them that promise. Like he's still just as much there and present for them as he was for me with him passing. And again, that just kind of goes back to helping to serve them. He's given me these gifts of pouring into others and to serve them. I think that still goes all the way back to why he saved me, like (laughs) ultimately saved me. Um, I did get (laughs) saved when I was younger. And so I think it's just been neat to see – visually sometimes it's easier I, I know it says to walk by faith but sometimes i'm a very visual person and sometimes god just kind of brings it around where i can kind of see what he's doing again it's another just it's just a god hug as i like to call it I because it. it it really is he's saying here you go like i know you need to <laughs> sometimes see it that's pretty much why that's always just meant so much to me to help others feel like you know i i've worked in youth before I just remember sitting with some of them and once I could share my story with them so they'd feel comfortable, I mean, it's amazing the outpouring of just what they needed to talk about, what they needed help to get through, to counsel them. It's God working in what he promised me.
0: I hear those stories, I don't know how to address that. I feel in my spirit that I know that Satan would love you to keep quiet. I I can't even imagine talking about those things. Like, if I lost my dad, like, I couldn't even imagine, like, being how you are and willing to share this with people. You care that much that they might be going through something similar. So thank you for that. And this is, again, this is not easy for me to talk about, but you were talking about how you've shared with kids. And I know there's another part of your story... Mm -hmm. That no one deserves to go through, but you had to walk through. So I've kind
1: of, (laughs) I've adapted this motto. I'm trying to implement in a project type of a thing. The storyline of it basically being, it's not my choice, but it's my fight. There's so many things that every one of us have that we've gone through, that we're going through, that we will go through. That none of us would necessarily just be like, if there's anything I could choose to do, it would be this. Or go through, this would be it. But it's so incredible to see the other side. When I was sick, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with alopecia during that time. So there's different stages of that. Um, At that time, I had it in patches. So I had injections done in my scalp to try to help with it during that time. Mm -hmm. So did that. Things, you know, came back, had my hair for a while. Things really progressed uh, towards the end of college And that's when it went full blown, um, where it's kind of called Universalis, where it's from head to toe. At that point, I had to start wearing wigs at that time. And that transition, other than a a sixth grade bully, other than that, (laughs) the harder transition was uh, definitely at that point because before I could cover it in some ways so that way people wouldn't notice or I wouldn't have to talk about it. But then I felt as I transitioned into the synthetic, I felt like everybody knew and everybody was looking and all these things. And this is when God really just honed in about identity. The verse about being fearfully and wonderfully made. I'll just be honest. I would argue with him. I was like, I don't think this is what you meant for me. (laughs) Like, this can't be what you meant. Like, how is this, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to that, you know, the meaning behind those words, because I was afraid. (laughs) I did a lot of different treatments to try to help. Uh, We've come a long way, I will say that. So many doctors would kind of just not treat it. Really? That breaks my heart. (laughs) On the grand scale of that disease, it's not something that's necessarily taking lives. However, a lot of people don't realize it is a very psychological disease. Uh, When I was younger, I thought I was the only person that had a a heightened sense of, like, why am I the weirdo? (laughs) I never knew anyone else had it. As I've gotten older, I've gotten to meet other people that had it. But in some ways, I still just felt like it was just out there in limbo. But it is so much more common. people realize. Um, Recently, I I was having a conversation with somebody and their relative has it. They were able to kind of just see some of the videos and things that I had talked about or just how God was working and how much that was able to encourage them. And that's where I've had those moments. And every time the enemy just knows how to stifle what your story is, what you're supposed to share. I had seen little just lights and sparks of moments when I'd been able to use that before, but I would still just kind of put it on the back burner. Like, I don't want people to feel bad or that kind of thing. When I share it, I want to be able to share it and it help. Yeah. Because I'm at this stage now where it's like, if I can try a treatment and it works or it helps somebody else, then that's amazing to me. That's what I want. Or if it opens the door to have a conversation with someone then that would be amazing because that's what God wanted me to do all along. It really hit me with where was my identity? Where was I placing it? Was I placing it in the fact that I had a full head of hair at one point? Was it materialistic? What, Where was I putting what God had given? Because he can give and take away in a heartbeat. This is just a, a vessel that he has given us to serve him. You know, sometimes we put so much of a focus on it. Yeah. That we are missing everything else, you know. I've gotten to speak to some young girls and women about just we all have beautiful flaws. I don't see them as flaws, but sometimes you have to start and meet them where they
0: can <laughs> they can begin, if you will. You give them that language that they can use that. Yeah, learn.
1: I'm like, you're not flawed, but some of them can't get that out of their mind. Mm-hmm. So if you can tell them it's still beautiful and help them grow into the fact that it's not a flaw. Like, you know, I have stretch marks and things like that from some of the treatments that I did. And I used to just be so honed in on like, well, what if people notice? Well, what about, you know, well, what if they do? What do I do then? I was too much on the other side of that question instead of the side that would help make a difference. So a couple years ago, I finally decided that, you know, it's not going full, grow it out till I could. And then I would cut it and donate it because kiddos up to a certain age that have it, you can still donate to. And I knew that at that time, I didn't know anything about it. Trying to kind of just give in that sense for them, but it was so much more than that. That day, I think it was I don't want to say it was like Samson and Delilah, but that was the only <laughs> thing sometimes that I could think of. Just, I feel like the opposite happened when I cut it. That's when my strength came really instead of losing it <laughs> because it wasn't about that. And for me, it never was, but I think I was just holding so tightly onto, okay, well, you gave me this. I'm like youing to God. Why? <laughs> Why am I doing that? He made me exactly how I'm supposed to be instead of. Fighting with him about it and complaining about it. Why don't I turn it around and show others what he has done because of it? And in spite of it, I have a terrible immune system. (laughs) And I used to get discouraged because I felt like people didn't understand why I was, like, always catching everything. And I used to be really quiet about that, too. And I was like, you know what? There are other people that have other, you know, health issues or psychological issues or things like that, that they need to feel like they can speak out. And that goes back to like what you were asking earlier. What are we doing to show his love, whether they go to our church or they don't go to our church, to help them feel like they're in a place that they could come to just listen? Growing up in a Christian home, I had all the verses you could throw at anyone, you know, but that wasn't what he, he was asking of me. He's saying Yes, those are good, and I want you to know my word, but I also need you to be still. And sometimes I would be like, But why? Like, I, but I want to help them. And he's like, You need to let me. Sometimes we are to be used as that vessel to let him continue that work.
0: But he does more when we're still. (laughs) Right. Like, and that's, I think, what I'm being reminded of so much is that. I literally just take the steps that he, he did, he put before me. So I'm like, why is it up to me to always feel like I have to do things? But yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: We have those sufferings. We have those moments of weakness because he's our strength, because we continue to try to do it ourselves. And he's like, my grace is sufficient. That's enough. That's all. You don't have to keep seeking out all these other things. Let me go before. Order your steps as, as I've promised you going back to speaking in the school. I can't tell you if I could have done this a year ago. I don't know, roughly, (laughs) but he was working on me hard (laughs) and he was just like, I need you to take off your wig when you speak to them. They need to see absolute vulnerability, authenticity, and just Let me do the rest. I was like, are you sure?
0: (laughs) When he put that on you, did it absolutely terrify you?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Because let me just tell you, kids are some of the most
0: real, if that's the right way to put it. Or how about we just say mean? Because they're mean sometimes. They really... I work (laughs) in the school system from time to time, and... I've, I've been cussed at. It's, yeah. they're they're mean sometimes. Yeah. But we're all mean. But what is it? Their frontal lobe is yeah, just not developed yet. There's not a filter quite
1: yet. Yeah. And one of my friends is a teacher too. And I, I remember texting her and I said, all right, so what's your advice? And she's like, don't try to be funny. She just was giving me all this stuff. She's like, because they always will rip you apart. <laughs> I was like, okay, got it. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm terrified. I'm not going to lie. But again, it was hitting back to all the things. He had a plan from the very beginning. I had a kid in sixth grade that said some awful things to me. And I came and I told that class, you know, I said, I am going to be 35. And I can still to this day remember exactly what he said to me. That is why your words are important. And I had them look at each other and I said, I want you right now to just say something kind to the person next to you. I wanted it to be real. I didn't want it to be silly, but I was like, I want you to say something kind. We do this all the time. And this is one of the questions I always pose to those that I speak to. I'm, I'm like, this morning when you woke up and you were getting ready, did you in some way tear yourself down? When you start off right off the bat, I wish I had this, this was different, all of those things. I'm like, you are snowballing. Things that he didn't give you.
0: Sorry to interrupt this episode, I just wanted to take a minute and thank the sponsor for the show, Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Okay, so you guys know how much I love Quinn Sharp's earrings and her rings and all the things she makes. She is gifting you guys with 20% off your next order when you use the code STILLWITHYOU. Quinn Sharp is a friend of mine who lives on the West Coast, and she is actually a Coast Guard wife. And you guys know how much I love Military Wives being one myself. She is also a crazy talented artist and all of her collection of jewelry is inspired by nature. It is so cool how she uses gold and also some natural stones that reflect the beauty of what we see when we look outside and are by the ocean. So you can go to her website, that's quinsharp.com, and use the code STILLWITHYOU and receive 20% off your next order with Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. And that's a word from our sponsor, Go check it out, guys.
1: He is looking right back at you, going, I don't see you that way. I don't see you broken. I don't see that wrinkle. <laughs>
0: that's such <laughs> a <laughs> I know non-human. Have. <laughs> that's such a non-human. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. not seeing myself the way I do and seeing it through the eyes of God. Like, every detail that he's like, perfect. Mm-hmm. I created that perfect.
1: And this sweet little voice in the back of that class that day, she said, oh, I love your curly hair. Because every time your hair grows back, it's a different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Could be wavy, straight, girly. I don't know. It was just this little voice that she said that. But what I heard was, it's okay. You're okay. I have a shield around you to protect you, to protect your heart from anything that's going to come your way. But I'm telling you, that class was so absolutely engaged in what God used. I was just blown away more by them and their questions and how they participated. And then, you know, they asked me to come back and talk to a larger group. And then I remembered it was Moses that just kept making excuses of why he couldn't do things. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I'm pulling, I'm pulling a Moses. (laughs) I I should probably step back on that. But He continues to open doors to remind me that your story has been unfolding this whole time, and I know the end from the beginning, and I just need you to trust me. It's hard to do it in the middle of... They're not tantrums. I have moments, though, but I am human. I have moments where I'm like, but what if I did have it all back? (laughs) And then I'm just like, nah. You know, it's okay that I am this way because we're so unique. And that's the thing. If we looked like everybody else, why would we be representing him? He didn't want to make a bunch of clones. All the way from the womb, like before that, he already knew what what I was going to be. I mean, I was a ginger. (laughs) I think that's just always been my heart's cry. More than anything, through everything that I do, that somehow... It makes a difference and it helps in some way, whether I see it or I don't see it. I want when I meet with someone, when I'm with several or whatever it is, it's not that they walk away and they're like, she's a cool girl. No. They might have that thought though, (laughs) Jody. I'm not going to lie,
0: I've had that thought. I
1: I want them to walk away and go, there's something.
0: Yeah. that's Whether they
1: know God or they don't, there's something that I want to know more about. Or I just felt like I was home. You know, for lack of better terms, the hell in a sense that in my mind I endured, there's always been a purpose, a greater purpose for that matter, for what he had for me. I use this analogy a lot of a cross-stitch, which not many people do anymore.
0: I do. I've done two for the past (laughs) Christmases. (laughs) I get you. I did it with She Reads Truth.
1: (laughs) We focus so hard on the backside of it. And I've... I remember just back in the day, I think that was one of the things that I would do sometimes to pass time when I just couldn't do anything else. I was like, man, the back of these things look terrible. They're just knotted messes, chaos. It's a bunch of colors. You can't see words or whatever the picture is. And I think sometimes we're so honed in on that. And he's staring at the other side going, I would love for you to see the other side of this but you're not ready because you're still looking back you're still looking at this mess you're still just so focused on that when all i want you to do is grab onto me and let me show you this amazing picture and story i drew long before you were ever here i always try to keep that mentality because i love the beach that's One of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. And if that's any inclination of the beauty and that complete picture that he has for us, I can't even imagine. My dad's favorite verse was, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine. That is so perfect for the fact that we can't imagine it. But what if we just let him give us that exceedingly abundantly? I don't want mediocre People always are like, well, why are you single? I don't know. I'm not God. <laughs> yeah. But what I do know is I will never settle for less than what he wants yeah. for me. Yeah. He promised me. He promised all of us in whatever area I will give you exceedingly abundantly. But are you prepared for that? That's a level I feel like sometimes we don't always see. I think we get close. But are we capable of really just letting him provide that? I feel like I've seen glimpses of it. I really do. To be able to speak to people, to kind of minister in in ways and God opening doors, little by little, it's been him answering my lifelong question of why. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a visual person, but it's been neat to kind of learn how to also just be a faith person yeah. in however he answers. That's my biggest push for others is that, you know, those kiddos in those classrooms, they have that promise just like I do. They all said stuff out loud with me. They're amazing and they're going to do great things because we have the power of life and death by our words. Those kids can do great things regardless of what their situation is, just like we all can. I just love how that verse and it as well always constantly play a role in all the things, honestly, that God's done throughout my life.
0: I want to ask you about this moment that you shared on Facebook. And mm-hmm. I found out that you had alopecia through Facebook. I had no idea. I watched this video of you. I don't know who she is, but it's when your friend shaved your mm-hmm. hair and she handed you the last part of your hair that was in the back of your head. She she You're sitting down and she handed it in front of you. I've watched this a couple times because it is, I don't have words for it, but there's one time where she, she hands you that, the last piece of hair and you look down and you can see the water in your eyes that you look down, but all of a sudden, like there's something in you that just rises up. You can see it. It's like it came from the floor all the way up and you look up and you shake your head and it's like, you smile. That was captured. You couldn't make that up. What was going on in that moment? Cause that to me, when I watched that, I'm like, that girl is so strong. <laughs> you weren't even speaking and your actions were everything. He said, let go.
1: (laughs) I feel like many times I've had moments of doing that, but he said, no, I said, let go completely. Mm -hmm. Something people don't know about alopecia is when it kind of is in that last little stage or only comes back in certain areas, my head actually starts to get super tender and painful. And so it initially started off as that, as I was kind of preparing to really (laughs) go ahead and do it. I honestly was broken, and that's okay. I think sometimes we frown on being broken, and those are the times that I think are so incredibly beautiful. I like to call it beautiful chaos. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I just had to trust. Oddly enough, my friend actually that same day, she shaved her head with me.
0: Yeah, which I thought was amazing.
1: I really believed that it was a combination of me letting go and me seeing that somebody else was right alongside of me. A lot of people are there for me. I don't want to say that. Like, they're not. But somebody was willing to step into the ring. I'm sorry I can't think of the Bible character's name right now, but I just remember towards the end, his arms had to be held up on either side. And I think we have multiple moments like that, but we're not willing to let others do it. We keep trying to do it ourselves. He surrounds us with... Those valuable and important relationships and friendships for all of those moments that we need, we just have to be willing to start letting them do that. Life is obviously better with others, but sometimes in those moments he's saying, again, it's okay, but I'm asking you to totally, completely let go and surrender. You know, it reminded me of when I was (laughs) younger... And they used to, you know, talk about missions and things like that. And they're like, when you say, here I am, are you really willing for wherever God's going to call?
0: Yeah. Because it
1: could be anywhere. Like they would try to scare you into like the ends of the earth or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, wait. Mine was always India or China. Yeah. It was and like China's
0: like-, <laughs> like, I'll go to China, God. Like I remember being seven, just always being like, China, that's my fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we have moments in our lives that are filled with all of those things But you have to be prepared and willing, completely surrendered for what he's going to do when you say that. You claim that on your life, over yourself, over whatever it is. Be prepared for him to do some big things because he doesn't do little.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's so cool that you're talking about that part of how we are following Jesus. Because I've been having conversations with just a few people And I've been saying like, you know, when we say, here I am, Lord, send me, as you're saying, that can be anything. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. so why am I at this meeting that I don't want to be here for, you know what I mean? Or like, why in the world did I feel like I was supposed to go to that city and spend three days? Mm -hmm. Like, that makes no sense. But I guess since I pray that I don't have to know. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wow. So when I say that, that means accepting that I don't get to see the fruit always all of it. No. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's like, oh wow. So that's why when he says go, you just, you have to trust and surrender like you're saying. Yeah. So I
1: get to finally go back onto the mission field for a little bit in August. Yeah. Tell where you're going. I am headed to a city in Mexico and it's a mobile medical clinic. I'm so excited for you.
0: That's going to be amazing.
1: You know, as I was getting ready to submit all my application stuff, just brought back memories. You know, I was able to go a lot earlier on in life. You know, it meant a lot to me when I was over there very much so, but I think for so many people that's just smack in front of their face. But when they come back here, they just, they're just so focused on it would never happen here or it's not a big deal here. We just have everything. And I'm like, we still have so many hurting here. Yeah. I think that's – I'm excited to kind of get back there. This will be my third trip to Mexico. And I'm excited because I get to see a different part of it. So yeah. that's exciting to kind of just be with
0: everyone in that area. Um, Do you have a
1: fundraising page? I am about to kick that off okay. next
0: week. Yes. All right. So when you all get this episode, it will be in the show notes for you guys to go and support Jody. That's going to be amazing. I can't even imagine. You have such a heart for people and for kids. So excited. And by the way, I'll link it to your Instagram, I guess. But I would love it if some of my teacher friends would connect with you and have you at their school. That'd be awesome, yeah. Guys, please go do this. She is a (laughs) resource right in your backyard. And I think that's such an important topic to talk about identity and being kind and Mm -hmm. all the things that you just said. Like, I hope they use you. So please, guys, go do that. That'd be amazing. Thank you. And along with going to schools and being a speaker and just on top of all the other things you do. I can't get over how many things you're doing. But you have a project that's in the works and and we're just gonna keep people updated about it, but what can you tell us about it right now?
1: We talked about it a little bit earlier, just the main thing is, you know, it's not my choice, but it's my fight, you know. Which I love that motto. (laughs) He he's equipped us with what we need to fight. To fight those battles, those struggles, those insecurities, those doubts, those I mean just so many things that are very real. While I had a a disease that, or have a disease that, you know, affects certain things, it's allowed me to open up a whole world of ways to be able to help other people instead of it just being, you know, yes, my heart wants to help those that have the same thing, to know that they have a resource, but I also want to help others that don't because I feel like we're in the same boat, honestly. We're all in this together. And so let's just be honest, even going back in time, if I was, you know, like, okay, God, I could do without having this. (laughs) I might still deep down the flesh part of me would still maybe be like, okay, well, I can still do the same things, but can I have my hair or something? I joke that I made a deal with God, which I know that's not how it works. (laughs) It was as simple as... I told him, God, I've accepted it. I understand it. But can I please keep my eyebrows and eyelashes? Because when I lose those, everybody immediately goes into cancer mode. Those are not necessarily the conversations I want to get in because I feel like it's a whole different ballgame. It's been amazing. That's actually like he answered that prayer wholeheartedly. And I love it. All that to say, it wouldn't be my initial choice to have been born with this, but at the same time, every step. He has prepared, he's equipped me to be able to fight for others,
0: to fight for myself. And the fact that you're in theater, and also you have such a clear enunciation that he didn't he didn't give it to a <laughs> Moses this time, where he kind of said, like, girl, you've been trained, you know. <laughs> he's like,
1: you should probably go ahead and do what I asked you to. <laughs> Even doing this, you know, he opened the door to say, use this as a tool to whether it's one, whether it's 20, whatever it is to help them, even just in this route, because you're already doing so much. And I've heard the different stories that everybody's been able to share and how that's made an impact and just your heart and your vision. And God wasn't confused on our paths crossing. Yeah. That was not an accident. I don't ever believe that those are in in life Mm -hmm. because he Knew you were already on a journey of your own. It goes back to we are surrounded by people for a reason. To help each other. To help build each other up. Mm -hmm. To help each other help others. And to not be focused. Sometimes we get so focused on what we don't have or what's wrong. And he's like, no, 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 no. Stick to what I want you to do. And you'll find so much fulfillment in that through others. It hurts my heart a lot. Sometimes because I feel like we've become such a selfish world, and that's everybody that's Christians, that's non Christians, everybody. <laughs> but we all do things differently. You know, that was something that I had to learn. So, all of those things for the battles that are in front of us, the choices that we wouldn't necessarily have made, ultimately, He's given us the tools to take care of what we need to because He already won the victory. We're not, yeah. We're not waiting for him to do it. He's done it. And we can live in that, it's worth so much more than living in defeat. So
0: I'm going to hopefully, as this project continues... Well, I know it may include some yeah. videos. and includes so just more of yeah. you, which you're, I'm <laughs> so excited for. And I'm just going to keep people posted because you just send me the updates and I'll just get on there their Insta story about it, Jody. You know how I work. It's going to be great. Yes, it'll be great because you are such a hard worker. And I know whatever you touch... It it does shine because you're right. You stand in that victory and you are so open to where God wants you to be. All right. I'm so excited for it. I really am. I can't wait. The podcast is called Still With You. And so I'd love to know, where is God still with you, Jody?
1: The biggest promise that I hold on to a lot, past, present, future is I will never leave you or forsake you. That rings true back then when I was in the middle of it. And that rings true to present. You know, I shared with you, I love birthdays. I don't love them because of yeah, the Yeah, your things. birthday's this month. <laughs> the things and the items. No, I love it because I was given life. I was given, I don't want to say another chance. I think it was a continuation of what his purpose was. But that had to happen first. And it wasn't pretty. To still be in the present and love that every moment matters. Quality time is my number one Love language across the board. Every moment, every encounter has a purpose, good and bad. In the present, I still claim that to where in everything that I'm doing, every door that he's opening, he never left me. He's been there all along. Even when I felt like I wasn't worth it, I wasn't worth him using, I wasn't, you know, all of those things. And it goes back to, he's still looking in the mirror back at me going, I don't see you as worthless, as a mess as ugly. I don't see you as any of those things. And I need you to stop. So the, a lot of times uh, I know many of us probably from some retreat or whatever, we're taught about sticky notes on the mirror or three by five cards or whatever it is. But like I told you, I have to have visuals mm-hmm. <laughs> to where I just keep reminding myself, because I'm sure you have experienced this with doing the podcast. When you do things that God's called you to do, that enemy is right there waiting. And so that's why, you know, I love that he's opening doors, he's fulfilling his promise. And that's something that I take with me at all times where I just go back to, he's wrapped me in his arms. And even when I think I can't do it, or I'm so frustrated and discouraged, and I'm like, why? Or I just want to give up or let somebody else do it. He's still going, nope, You can wallow for about 30 seconds and then you need to get back up and we're going to get back out there. I love that. You know, I love those words of him still being here, still being with us. He's not in a box. (laughs) Yeah. I love that he has given us so many promises that when we hold on to him and claim them, just what he is capable of doing through us.
0: This feels like a theme that I keep saying to people as I've, you're my third podcast this week. I have five this week. I feel so abundantly blessed. But one thing I keep talking to people about is like, you had to be open. You say you're stubborn and I I don't know. (laughs) I haven't been in a situation with you where you're like, no, but you did have to let go Mm -hmm. and you did have to make that choice. Thank you for doing that because when you said yes to God, you said yes to a lot of people that are watching you myself included i watch you almost every sunday lead us in service the gift that you give with your voice and your presence there are no words for and thank you so much for doing that sincerely i i we do not think the worship team enough but i don't thank you enough for doing that thank you i love it love it so much thank you so much for even making time for this too i your story is incredible and i think it's just appropriate to say it as well So I have a few things to follow up with this episode. I promise this was not planned, but this is the 29th episode of Still With You, which releases on the 29th of March today. You're listening to it today. It is actually Jodi's birthday on the 29th. I promise I did not plan this. This is just a hug from God. Like Jodi said, it's just a hug from God. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who is in the details of our life, and I'm so thankful for a friend like Jodi who is always there for me when I need to talk about things that are a little bit heavy on my heart, things that I'm worried about. She has just always been so sweet every time I've come and spoke with her. And so I just hope that this episode is, again, just a little hug from God if you needed it. Please reach out to her and tell her thank you and wish her a happy birthday. If you would be so kind, please give to her in support of her mission trip to Mexico in August. I'm so expectant and excited for how God is going to work through her. And let's just get behind this gal. She is doing amazing things for the kingdom. You can find the link to donate to Jody in the show notes of this episode and all of the show notes are going to be on my website and that is coleybrowning.com. Also if you ever need to reach out to me you're more than welcome to do that too. You can do that through my website or you can do that through Instagram. My handle is coleybrowning and that is k-o-h-l-i-e and browning like the rifle. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you are loving what's happening here at Still With You, I would love it if you would subscribe or follow the show on Spotify. Episodes for Still With You will download right onto your phone, so every two weeks you won't have to worry about it. There will just be a new episode for you to listen to. And if you were to be so kind, it would be so sweet of you to leave a review while you're there subscribing. Again, I want to thank Jodi so much. Wish her a very happy birthday and give all the glory to God because he's so sweet in creating our friendships. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys again in two weeks or just follow me on Instagram. I guess I'm always there. (laughs) Go into this world and be bold, be brave and be you. And remember that he is still with you.